0: I'm Varner, your host of the Sheeny and Script podcast. I am really, really pumped up for what I have in store for you this year. We are going to be diving into some amazing entrepreneurial stories. We're going to be talking all about how you can build your business, how you can have a business that supports the exact ideal dream life you're trying to create for yourself and your family, and how you can do it while you make buckets of money. So settle in, buckle up, get some caffeine, and let's get started for 2023. Hello, welcome to the She Needs Grit Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Varner. And today I have a treat for you. I invited my friend, Dr. Andrea Moore onto the podcast so we could talk a little bit of business. But before we get started, I want to introduce you to her. She helps overwhelmed women suffering from chronic pain be able to achieve a healthy lifestyle that feels like a part of who they are and runs relatively successfully in the background of their life while focusing on the things that matter, family, friends, and finding joy through different passions. Andrea is a doctor of physical therapy, an orthopedic certified specialist, a nutrition therapist, and a life coach, and I am so pleased to both call her a friend and introduce you to her and I having a conversation all about maybe a little bit more the trials of being an entrepreneur. Let's get started, grab some caffeine, and listen in. Andrea and I are here, and you've heard a little bit about her in the intro of the podcast, and here we are live. We're going to talk about being entrepreneurs and how fun it can be, but also just all of the things that we go through, right? Like the ups and downs and how if you are in this journey in entrepreneurship, no matter where you are, what stage you are, you're probably having some ups and downs, and so I hope you hear today just a little bit of like, oh yeah, me too. All of us are in this place, and it's okay. It doesn't matter what level your business is, but let's let's have a conversation. So Andrea, thanks for joining me. I'm so excited you're here.
1: Yes, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to have this conversation. I feel like it needs to happen more often yeah. <laughs> amongst entrepreneurs. So,
0: Yeah, I'm just admitting that it. it's not all shiny and rainbows,
1: you mean? Oh my gosh. I was so bought in on the like, being an online entrepreneur is... A freaking unicorn of an experience, and you shit out rainbows and sparkles at all times.
0: Yeah, fake. Unfortunately,
1: <laughs> yes,
0: it has not been my personal experience.
1: No, it has not been mine either. But I think, I think what's important about this conversation is, I think that vision held me back so much in my business. Whereas had someone Ooh. just been way more real about it up front, I think I wouldn't have would have wasted years spiraling on stuff and I would have gotten moving a lot faster. So I think yeah. that's why I was like so excited to have this conversation because I wish someone had told me this like seven years ago.
0: <laughs> no kidding. Like that just made me immediately think of, so people always say to me, you know, how long have you been in business? Right. And as a mom entrepreneur, that's kind of built it as my kids have gone more and more to school. I'm like, "Ooh, I don't know how to add that up." Like, I yeah. guess four years pretty seriously, five years almost, and before that like in bits and pieces, like in the nooks and crannies of my day, but never really feeling like I was legitimately doing it, right?
1: Yes. I really And a lot of spiral, so
0: like spiral, yeah. spirally, spiral all the time.
1: Totally. Yeah, I started back in when we moved to Washington was like the first time I started dabbling. So that would have been like 2016. Yeah. That's about first, the same for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was working a full-time job at the time. You know what I mean? It was like totally just dabbling here and there of like, Ooh, this is a possibility.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right. But like not quite knowing how to get started. So yes, there's been lots and lots of dabbling. And I think so much was like, well, this doesn't feel right. I'm not feeling amazing <laughs> about this. I don't feel amazingly, I don't wake up in the morning with my niche and be like, yes, let's serve them and law, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, something must be wrong with me. I should change my niche yet again. Mm-hmm. You know, like,
0: <laughs> yeah. And I just
1: never got freaking started because it was like, it never, yeah, again, it never felt so perfectly aligned. And I think some people can have that.
0: Yeah. I think some and- people like come out the door and they, yeah, They just know, like they know mm-hmm. exactly who they want to serve and who they want to help. And maybe it's because they've been thinking about it for 10 years in the back yeah. of their head. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why. So they like spiraled that way. Um, yeah, it's not, That that was definitely my circumstance too. Like I thought I was going to be a money coach. I did a whole bunch of work on being like a personal money coach because I was mm-hmm. coming out of personal finance as my last job. And estate planning and stuff and I thought well obviously I'll just take away the like selling a product part of that job and pare it down to how I can help and then it was like I mean we can talk budgets but I don't really want to that doesn't sound fun to me anymore um yeah. and it's like you're always in trouble because you're always spending too much money <laughs> in that circumstance um Yeah, and then I tripped over business owners, right? They just kept showing up and it was like, oh, well, we can make more money in business. That's more fun. Mm -hmm. But it still took me a long time to acknowledge like I'm changing my demographic. I'm changing my audience. How do I talk to them about all the things I still want to talk? Like I spent so long still wanting to talk personal money, thinking I had to like have some sort of magical transition because Mm -hmm. people were all watching me like with bated breath as if I'm a book. Yes. Nobody's watching me like that. And it took me, (laughs) well, we're five years. So it took me five years to figure out, five full time years to figure out my content doesn't have to all be like weaved into each other in a way that everybody can follow along this magical story of my life that they're paying so rapt attention to. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh.
1: Yes. (laughs) Totally. But no, I totally agree. Because I, so I was working as a physical therapist and it was, I was talking about pain all day long and I was like, I don't, I don't want to talk about it more. Like I was kind of, honestly, I loved it, but I was kind of burned out from talking about it. So Mm -hmm. I was also a nutritional therapist. So that's what I was, that's how I started my business. Well, I did a few like cash pay, like physical therapy, like in-person stuff on the side. But like, for the most part, it's like I was doing nutrition work just because it was like different. Yep. And it wasn't until the pandemic and us moving back across the country and me like not working in physical therapy anymore. Then I was like oh this thing that I'm like legitimately an expert in that I've done for 10 years maybe I should do that as my business (laughs) oh oh, what a concept took me like four years to figure that out Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's do this thing that I like really love and have you know massive experience in um and and it was for me it was so hard to be to make the transition out of like a clinic where you know someone was still above me and this is how you do things in the physical therapy world where it's like I just get to do it my way like I see how this isn't working for people and it's yes but I think it's this thing of like oh my gosh someone's watching me from the licensing board that might be like that's not within the physical therapy scope of practice when it turns out it is anyways but yeah yeah I think that's watching you. Yeah. No one's watching you that closely.
0: (laughs) But then when nobody's watching you, that's actually part of the shit because then, especially anybody who's ever been, I mean, for people I think that are, have been entrepreneurial, like since they were a kid, they never really held an actual job with a boss. Um, I think this maybe doesn't affect them. I don't think they Mm -hmm. have this thought, but living in that space of now I don't have a boss. So I'm the boss. So I have to make the rules about what has to get done and what doesn't have to get done and when I work and when I don't. And if that doesn't get done, I shall just shove it over to the next day's to-do list or whatever strategy I'm using at the time. That was hard. That was hard to be like, oh, no one's watching to see if I do my job. Sometimes I do my job. Sometimes I do the laundry.
1: Yes. Right?
0: And then I feel shit about both, by the way.
1: Oh my gosh, totally. Yes, because like I was always, I feel like there's those people, I want to speak to this too, of who are like entrepreneurs as a kid, like they have that whole history. I didn't have that. Like I was like, okay. I was just the kid that like didn't want to do what she was told, but like still was like a totally a good little girl and got like amazing grades. Like I did really well in school. I didn't yeah. want it. like I was a total people pleaser, but like I didn't want to be doing it. I just didn't feel like I had a choice, right? Right. You're like, I should just do it, therefore I do. Yeah. So I don't get yelled at, you know? And so I never had this opportunity to kind of figure things out on my own, right? Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden it's like, I desire to, but it's like this totally new skill set, like you're talking about, that no one actually is telling you what to do, which sounds great in theory until you're like, oh, I have zero self-accountability, it turns out. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Wow. When no one's going to yell at me at the other side, which is not the best accountability to have someone yell at you either, right? It's no, like, not the oh, best
0: strategy to have a demanding and, and infuriating yeah. boss because that causes people like us to get fired no, or leave.
1: Exactly. Yes. I, but I'm like internal motivation, not as strong as I thought it was going to be, right? Like it just wasn't, I feel like it's a skill and nobody mm-hmm. told me that that was a skill. Yeah. and. And also, I think there was this other pressure of like, oh, I should be able to just get up and have this passion and have this drive. And if it's not there again, do I really get to be doing this? Right. Yeah.
0: All of that, right? I'm like, yes. <laughs> and yes. And that was me too. And I think I'm willing to bet as as the listeners are like, wherever you are, if you're like folding laundry or you're driving, mm. you're going to be like, oh shit, me too. Because I I don't know anybody in business that I've ever talked to that if you have an honest conversation, right, if you're not trying to like, Mm -hmm. you know, stand behind that facade of being a professional business owner at all times, I think it becomes very clear that we're all like, what, who's, what are we doing? What are we doing? Right? Like trying to, we talk a lot about um, like shiny objects Uh. and I remember for me, I, I had the like graveyard on my computer and it's probably still there in the background of my old laptop of like freebies that I would download because I was sure yes. somebody had figured out the exact way to, I don't know, write an email or anything, anything literally like how do you do a website page? How do you do a, a profile on Instagram? Like all of those mm-hmm. things and every other minutia in there. And it was like, well, somebody else knows better than I do. I certainly can't trust my own brain to come up with these strategies or these things. And so I just like freebie after freebie after freebie that yeah. I almost never read, didn't implement and still muddled around in the world of unknowing. Right?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the Freebie graveyard. I love that because, oh my God, I was such a freebie whore. Like, give them all the freebies. You're like, this This person definitely knows their
0: website has great colors and they have a freebie, therefore they are knowledgeable. And it's like, totally. Also, no. But I think you touched,
1: yeah, but you touched on something so important, right? It's like, you weren't doing them. You weren't reading them. And that was me too. Like, I so relate, right? It was like, I would, this is what I would do. It's like, you start reading it and then you get to like the second sentence and it like, it's like, oh my God, wait a minute. I got to figure this out or like would freeze up your nervous system. Because obviously the work I do is like, all with nervous system stuff. So I'm going to insert nervous system talk here. It's like, it sends your nervous system into this like freeze response, this like paralyzing response because what it's really about is, I mean, it could be about every uh, multiple things, but it's going to come down to probably like self-worth, self-concept, like confidence in yourself that you can do this. And no Mm. amount, no freebie is going to give that to you.
0: No. Oh, that sounds like so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the nervous response, like I'm like, yes, yes. And even to this day, right? Like, I mean, oh yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm very confident in what I do now, right? Mm-hmm. You're very confident in what you do now. We're both like at a place where we're not still like swimming around, like who's our audience. We've figured that out for the most part now, mm-hmm. mostly. And right. I'm not going to say I've always figured it out. That would be ridiculous.
1: Always but, co-creation.
0: <laughs> yeah. But it's like still now, if I have like a new software or if I have a new, I'm I'm trying a new tactic or something's not working and I have to determine why it's not working, I still have that response. That response is still my go-to of, I definitely am not capable of figuring this out. I have more evidence now. I can like pull mm-hmm. myself out of that much faster. I don't do those two-week spirals of like doing absolutely nothing in my business, which I used to do all the time. And then I was like, I have no clients. I have Mm -hmm. no sales. I don't know what I'm doing. And it's like, no, you stopped at the line, the second line of the lady that was telling you how to do it. And you ran away for two weeks.
1: Yes. That's
0: why you have no clients. Totally. You can't do it.
1: it. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think that's so important. And that's, I think again, this is where like, I wanted to have this conversation is is normalizing that feeling of you have no idea what you're doing. And like, that doesn't mean anything has gone wrong.
0: Yeah. Because I was a person.
1: Good job. You're a person. And I I like talked about this to my clients all the time too, is that we go through a school system, right? That is telling us what to do, telling us what to do. It doesn't give us any like, gives us very little like analytical and critical thinking and like time and space to figure things out for our own. So it's like, from the time you're a teenager, like when was the last time you learned a new skill? Like everyone knows the skill of reading a book and like, right. Like that's not a new yeah. skill. I'm not talking about that. Right. Like, yeah, sure. Maybe you took all these classes, but those aren't new skills. Yeah. Whereas like what we're talking about, this is a new skill. So you're going to feel like a fucking baby at it. And like all you're time. toddling around, falling over and it was once I learned and figured out how to manage my nervous system and my response around that, and like, yeah. it was like, nothing has gone wrong. And not only has nothing gone wrong, in fact, when I feel this way, it means that something great is going to be on the other side of this feeling because I'm about to learn something new yeah. and I'm gonna, that's going to give me this whole new skill set. But nobody talked about that. Everybody made it seem like it was so easy and you just sit down and do this and you should, and this, yeah, you and should, you should never know. have uncomfortable feelings. That's bad. Yeah. My entire like business is working, helping people feel discomfort in their body. So, you know, it was like, honestly, I think without what I do, I don't know if I would have made it as a business owner because I just used all my tools on myself because I was like, yeah. oh, look at this overlap here. It's okay to feel uncomfortable. I can build safety around this discomfort because there's growth on the other side. Yeah, that's interesting you say that because I think like for me,
0: the more I see, I mean, as a coach in particular, the more I see stuff in my clients and I can, of course, right, when we're removed from the situation, I can see it so very clearly, right? So with my clients, I'll be sitting there and I'll say like, oh, no, it's totally fine that you screwed that up, that you stopped Mm -hmm. doing things that you didn't follow through that's normal that's what you're what you're meant to be doing really like you have to kind of go through that process and it's only when i hear myself say it out loud to somebody else that i start to believe that is factual perhaps about me as well and it took a long time to even recognize oh me too right like yes. i can be so generous and hold space for my clients to fumble around in the dark and feel shitty and feel like they don't know what they're doing but there was never an allowance for me to do that until I started recognizing Mm -hmm. that I was just one or two or five steps ahead of my clients and still sometimes struggling with the exact same things and having that be okay, right? Like I'm not, yeah. I don't have to be the professional who does everything exactly perfectly right and have it all ironed out in my business to be able to help other people with their business growth. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the same with every industry, right? Like you don't have to be perfectly emotionally regulated at all times in order to share the tools with your clients on how to be that way and how to like seek that in their own lives.
1: Yes. And I'm going to even just say, if somebody is perfectly regulated emotionally at all times and everything is ironed out at their business, then holy shit, are they at some weird ass plateau in their lives and like not experience like, not experiencing life at all. Like, they'd be a weird robot. That would be really weird. Like yeah. that's, yeah. Because it's like, then you're not pushing your growth. You're not growing, whether that's in, you, you can be at your, bit. you know what I mean? You might choose to have a business that's super even keel. Like that's fine. You might be able yeah. to achieve like that, but it's like then in your life, you should be experiencing some discomfort and like growth in other areas, other else. That's just weird. Sorry. Yeah. No, but, I, I agree. Because yeah. Then you're just stagnant, right? Yeah. And humans aren't meant to be stagnant. No, like, we're not
0: good at it. We get no. real antsy. I think the yeah. majority of us are like, something's boring. Something's, I need to shake something up here. Sometimes yeah. that goes disastrously, but still.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's what
0: we do. We find chaos. Like, let's find chaos and see if we can sort that out a little bit. Totally.
1: But I think you spoke to something really important too that I, I wanted to speak to is the saying it to your clients was like almost what helped you realize it. and like I so relate to that. And I also want to say the other thing that I think was such a catalyst in that department for me was I had like a long for a long time I was just doing one on one coaching like like I had my own coach right and I was also coaching people but it's like I had my own coach and they just kept being like, you're not alone like nothing has gone wrong and it was like I couldn't take that in because I was like sure you're like, my thought was always like, yeah, you're just saying that because you have to because you're my coach. Yeah, like, bullshit, everybody else, to. every other one of your clients totally has their shit together, and you're like, this girl's the biggest fucking hot mess of a client, <laughs> I gotta try to convince- Right, like, that was my yep. self-talk of, like, bullshit, until I got, like, in business groups. Uh-huh. And was, like, and met people like you, Samantha, and, like, yeah. that are just, like, that are- you know, killing it in business, like know their shit, are so fucking confident about what they do, but also behind the scenes are like, oh my God, what am I doing? Yeah, a hundred percent
0: still, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, no, I'm really not alone. Like it's it's true. I'm like really not alone. Yeah. And I think groups have it's like why I went to a group for my people, because it's like this feeling of being alone no amount of like, I mean, it helps to have one person tell you that, but I think it really helps to be like, oh, there's literally people who are in the same boat, but not only are they same boat, they're also like, you can, you see their, their confidence or their own skill. Like you can like, like like when I hear you talk, Sam, about certain like struggles and things like that, I also have, and like can hold and like see how skilled you are in what you do and how knowledgeable are and how helpful you are to your, like to your clients. And it's like, I can see both so clearly where I think it's really hard to see both for ourselves. It's like, oh, if I'm feeling unconfident, therefore I must suck at what I do. Where it's like, I can be like, oh, okay, you're struggling with this piece. And never does that experience and the knowledge part go away, right? (laughs) Does that make sense? Yes, it it, (laughs) it does. And that's my experience
0: too, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think that is, that's the crux of it. The idea that you can... Know enough in a group you you mm-hmm. start to know, especially a business group where you're yeah. in there and you're kind of like talking business and you're talking about where you are. You can know enough about that person's business. That's the piece I hadn't even put that together to be able to see both sides of that coin, like mm-hmm. the hot mess side of every single one of us in a room at all times and also the extreme competence. and like, yeah, yeah I listen to people talk in the space we're currently in a mastermind together. And this has been true of all the groups that I've been in and been so in awe of everybody's mm-hmm. specialty and knowledge and expertise. Well, and it, it removes the judgment on them. There is no judgment on them, but there's also, it removes the judgment on me. Yeah. Because it's like, well, wait, you yeah. can have both. You can do both mm-hmm. of those things simultaneously where it's like I'm a toddler or a baby wandering around like doing a terrible job in this part, learning how to walk. <laughs> yeah. While still being exceptional and mm-hmm. being able to see that in other people does make you realize you can start to believe it in yourself,
1: yes, totally, yeah, I think groups really have been such a it, on like both a personal level and then also the business level, because I've been in mm-hmm. groups for both. I feel like it really has been where like I see this exponential growth in myself and in yeah. my business because there's all of a sudden this commonality of language, Yes, like especially in business right there's Literally, I mean, you could join a million different groups and they would give you a million Mm -hmm. ways to do business. And so it's like, I have other friends who are in other business groups who are entrepreneurs. And it's like, it's sometimes hard for us to talk about our business because there's like, wait, you're doing it that way. Wait, what? Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's hard to business brainstorm with them because... I feel like I start getting shiny object syndrome. We're, yeah. we're confused oh, at what we're talking about. That strategy is what
0: you're doing we, over there. Mm.
1: Yeah. I'm like having to explain what a launch, do you know what I mean? It's like, there's like, there's just, there's like terminology, right? Whereas when you're in a group, like even though Sam and I are in totally different businesses, right? Yeah. Like we can sit here and have a incredibly productive conversation about our businesses and makes huge strides in our business. Cause we have a common language. We yeah. already like know about each other in our business. We've like developed that relationship and, you know, we can be like, oh, hey, you saw that one video that was posted. And it's like, you, there's no explanation. That's like, it just speeds things up literally on so many levels. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And
0: that's like, I mean, that's what you're doing in your group constantly, mm-hmm. right? That's what profit school is meant to be doing, right? Is creating that that vessel to hold those people. And I think the one thing that I've understood or like, Found such high level value in groups is mm-hmm. the long term relationships
1: oh because my gosh,
0: I think yes. what people forget is like yeah these containers last for like I mean profit school is six months your program is six months mine's, mine's actually a
1: lifetime program
0: oh it's forever <laughs> so you can just it go is. and hang out with Andrea yes. forever which is even better <laughs> um, but like you can you you have those relationships that mm-hmm. last well beyond the program I mean except for yours because yours is forever right? But like, that's something where you don't have that, right? In a job, you, we've all experienced that circumstance where you're in a job and then you leave the job and you have friends there. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, those relationships kind of peter out because you're no longer there, right? You're no longer seeing each other day to day. And I think, um, I've made some of the absolute best friends I have in the business sense, Mm-hmm. from different groups, right? From the group that we're in, there is like, we've got some amazing people in there. And I'm mm-hmm. so, that that level of intimacy around business and support and stuff is is incredible. And then I think there's a couple of other groups I've been in over the years where I still keep in touch with these people and I'm talking to them on a like bi-weekly basis. And they are, they are my cheerleaders and we need yes. that. And you need to find a way to build that into yes. your life, into your business as a support system right? Oh my so. gosh.
1: I Yeah. I relate so much to the long-term relationships. And I think one other piece came up when you were talking of, so like in my group, um, just this week, someone came in and one of the women who's in it and, you know, comes to almost every call came in and, and was like, you know, we share celebrations at the beginning. And she was like, I went to the doctor's office and she's like, and I sat on the exam table. Anybody listening to this was like, what the fuck is that a celebration? Right? Like, nobody, right? Yeah. Like you're like, well, I don't get it. But everybody in the group, there was no explanation required as to yes. why that was such a big deal. Like every, you could see everyone's like face light up for her and clap. Right. And she didn't need right. That's really hard to explain. Like in the, or in the business sense, if somebody comes on they're like, I made my first post today. Right. Other yeah. people might be like, Oh, you just made your first, what? Whereas like if you're in a group and you understand that somebody has this fear around it or whatever, yeah. it's like oh my gosh, this celebration, because you like see them on their journey. And it's so much more powerful to like have those moments of celebration when you don't have to sit there and like give your entire backstory behind why it's such a celebration because that kind of kills the moment, right? So I think again, it It just- totally kills it. It's like, where, (laughs) where? Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I That's the one thing. Like I think the one message, well, maybe there's two messages today, Mm -hmm. right? The first message that I'm thinking, and then maybe share yours because I think we might overlap, but maybe you've, you've got some different insights. But if I was to summarize everything, if you're listening in your car and you're like, these are the only points I heard, first one is everybody's a mess. <laughs> Stop thinking you're a special unicorn. You're not. Business is hard and it's okay that it's hard. In fact, it's awesome that it's hard. And if you can start to kind of like change your mindset in that way, uh, it'll feel less disgusting when you feel really terrible at something. That helps. Um, And then the second thing for sure is find yourself a community where you can just get on in there and share all of the good and the bad and the ugly and and be vulnerable in those spaces, right? And part of that takes a little bit of time. It takes some Mm -hmm. comfort with those relationships and those people. But the sooner you embrace the fact that you don't have it all together and that other people can help you with pieces and you can in turn help them, that that's what makes this a lot more fun and yes. a lot more comfortable and a lot less painful, which is, you know, what we're trying to avoid is the pain. Away. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think you summed it up beautifully because, and, and we, I feel like we haven't like talked about all like the positives of entrepreneurship because obviously we're both choosing to do this. Yeah. And well, I think we love hears, it. I promise. Yeah. Though we love it. I mean, like I could go back and work in a clinic with a stable job, you know what I mean? And salary right. very easily. Like I am, we clearly are both actively choosing to do this for a reason. And I feel like yeah. we, yeah. And it's like, don't forget that it's so worth it. To be an entrepreneur, like if that's your dream and you want like the time freedom and you want, you know, like to be able to do things on your own, like, yeah, like on your own, like you don't want someone telling you how to run your business or telling you how you need to like coach people and things like that, that it's like, that's why you're doing this Yeah, and having a community, I feel like helps you hold that vision just so much. It's like every week coming on the calls and being like, Oh yeah, this is why I'm doing this. Like, this is why I'm like, it just helps like keep you anchored. And yeah, I wish I had gotten in like a community that was regularly meeting. Like, I think like the live calls, right. Not the like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, take this self-pay six week course, not that anything's wrong. Right. But it's like, I do those things too, but it's like, you still have this community that you're coming back to, that you're anchored with, that you have people with a common terminology that like you understand each other, that you're developing relationships with like entrepreneurship. Otherwise is, is lonely and we're just, we're humans. We like other yeah. people, even if you're super introverted. Yeah. You still want to be still need, like connections.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm so glad we talked about this and I think it's, I think it's okay that most of this was like, by the way, this is very hard and it's totally fine (laughs) because I do think, you know, you said it at the beginning, this is a conversation that doesn't get had as often as it needs to so that people don't feel alone, right? Yes. I think you look at the success rate of businesses and the longevity rate of businesses and I would be willing to bet big bucks that a huge reason why people abandon their business is because... They feel so alone and they feel like they're doing it wrong and they don't have resources and people. Um, so I think if we can spread the message of like, yeah, the, the feelings are normal and it's okay and here is something that will help, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think join a group, find a group. Listen, I'm going to plug it. Join Profit School Hell yeah. because that's what we're there for. Andrea you want to I want you to plug your group as well because I think everybody's got different like where is the crux of mm-hmm. what you're dealing with right now and it's different for all of us but find some people Yes, it makes it a lot less hard
1: it really really does and I want to even like add one thing to that sorry I know really like- yeah yeah <laughs> is, is I feel like as I know there's probably mainly women listening correct mm-hmm. is that i just think as women it's even more important because if you're listening to this and you have a business idea, it's like your idea matters. Your business matters. Like what you have to contribute to this world matters. Yeah. And like, you don't want to give up on it or, or lose it. Like the world to lose out on whatever it is you have to offer. Just because we didn't find a group, we didn't find a community, right? It's like, yeah. And, and so I work with chronic pain. And it's funny because I work with a lot of entre- entrepreneurs because there is, so much embodied resistance to like women having money, mm-hmm. women being, using their voice, like our bodies hold generations of patterning against that and resistance to that. So for the women I work with, it happens to often, sometimes it, they often often have not made this connection, but often it is because what they are trying to do in their business is so against the grain of society, right? Their their bodies are literally being like, this is dangerous to be using your voice in this way, to be having money in this way. So I'm literally going to stop you by creating pain in your body, which is a great way to stop you from doing something. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, while not everyone I work with is an entrepreneur, I find that to be very true of women entrepreneurs that happen to be attracted to my work. It's like they have a message for the world that is like not patriarchy accepted. <laughs> and yeah. and their bodies are like, holy shit, is this safe? And so, again, it comes to this whole point of like finding a group, finding a community, because that helps give the safety in your body of like there are other women who have money, who have power, who are using their voice and nobody's killing them. (laughs) Like they are not dead. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And so this is great. We can create safety here. So anyways, yeah. So I um, have that group for chronic pain. It is called Unweaving Chronic Pain. I have a podcast that is all about um, unweaving chronic pain from your body and exploring chronic pain. So if anybody wants to uh, here, if anybody is experiencing chronic pain and wants to hear more, then that is the best place to find me: is on Weaving Chronic Pain podcast or on Instagram at Dr. Andrea Moore.
0: Woo woo! And I, mm-hmm. I highly suggest. Um, I can't recommend Andrea Moore um, being in a room with her and getting to hear her brilliant brain all of the time. Um, if you're in that position of of dealing with chronic pain, then that is she is the person I would recommend above anybody else that I know that works in that space. So go and check her out. She'll be in the show notes. I'll make sure all the links are there so that it's easy to find after the show. But um, I'm so glad we did this. I think this conversation is so needed and probably needed on repeat, right? So Mm -hmm. I think this won't be the last time we have this this talk. Um, But I'm just so glad that we got to... Do early morning coffee together and do this this morning.
1: That was awesome. Thank you so much for having me on here, Sam.
0: Yeah, anytime, anytime. Okay, guys, I'm so glad you were here this week. Stay tuned for next week when we talk about something else that is you need grit and you need profit. Thank you so much for listening and spending your time at the She Needs Grit podcast. I would be ever so grateful if you would be able to leave me a review or share this episode with somebody that you know needs to listen to these lessons as well. Thank you so much.